The sun's a shining in Oxford, Mississippi. Cookouts in the Grove, beer showers. It's just the very best time for an old Miss Rebel to get out and get going. Carry front door peace of mind with you everywhere you go with Eufy Video Lock. Never has home security been so easy. Eufy Video Lock, an all-in-one security device for your front door, allows you to keep an eye on everything back home. And it's so easy. Installation requires only a screwdriver, so ditch those house keys forever and give Eufy Video Lock a try today. There's no monthly fee, and Eufy Video Lock has customer support on standby 247 to help you with any and all home security needs. Go ahead, have your home as fun in the sun with the assurance your home is in good hands with Eufy Video Lock. Eufy Video Lock's built-in camera can tell you who's at your front door from the comfort of your poolside chair. So search Eufy Video Lock today. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. That's Eufy Video Lock, a proud sponsor of this, the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You're listening to Talk of Champions, an Ole Miss Spirit podcast with Ben Garrett. It's up, it's up, it's up, it's up, it's up. It's that sus Friday, not Thursday. Oh, Friday. He's Nick Sus of the Clarion Ledger covering Ole Miss. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. I cover Ole Miss for Ole Miss Spirit on three. Sus. Hey, buddy. How are you? Live from Nashville? Oh, not much. I mean, the, the drive to Nashville is at least fun because you can be like not on the interstate for three hours. That's, that's a blast. I prefer the interstate while I drive. I usually do too, but as somebody who doesn't drive very fast, the that's right. see that works. You are like a grandmother driver. You go I've slow. Got, I've gotten a little bit better about it, but I mean, you're not going to catch me going more than five over. I'm I'm a deliberate driver. I mean, I'm I'm not going to beat the GPS. I'm not going to be lower longer than the GPS. It's just I'll get there when it says I'll get there. Well, let's just say you get caught in the passing lane and somebody's riding your ass. That doesn't affect your driving habits at all? No, it tends to make me feel bad. I, I tend to be like, oh, no, I'm making this person's day worse. And then I try and get out of the way and, and make it so they can pass me. I become more aggressive. Here's actually something that happened to me recently. And another edition, I guess, of was been an asshole. All right. Driving yeah. back from Tupelo. But there was nowhere I could go. I was trying to get out of this person's way. And it was one of those cars that doesn't just get right up on your bumper. They're kind of swerving to show you they want to get by you. So once I finally got the opportunity, I flew up, got over, and just kind of had a little bit of a frustrating moment to myself, I thought. But this guy, he was already mad at me, pulls up beside my car and, like, slows down to start yelling at me and then throws a water bottle at my car. (laughs) Nick Suss, was Ben an asshole? I guess the question is, did he call you a chicken? He did with his actions. Okay, because if so, you're just reciting a scene from Back to the Future 2. 
That happened in Back to the Future too. Yeah, remember? I don't know. Jeff didn't throw a water bottle at Marty McFly. I think it was Flea. This really happened. Okay, what what brand was the water bottle? I was like, if somebody's throwing a like Dasani or Kroger brand water bottle at that's you, what it, well, that's what it was. Go. If somebody throws like an Evian or a Perrier, it's like, yeah, you, you go go for it. You you could probably you can probably win. Wait, why why is the brand of water what you're stuck on here? Because I'm weird. I would say I was an asshole. I reacted poorly, and rea- that poor reaction resulted in him reacting. But he was already acting like a jerk. I'll tell you my driving habits. You know the place where six and seven kind of intersect? Yes. And then there's that exit real close to getting onto Kroger down, yes. down University. Whenever me and Becker are driving past there, I will like deliberately slow down to let people merge from six onto seven even when I'm trying to cross over the front of their face to get to Kroger. That's very and, considerate of you. And Becca is convinced this is how we're going to die. <laughs> but at least you'll die being considerate. I don't know why, but my head has rationalized. If I get in an accident that somebody else caused, it's fine. Cause it's not my fault. Like if somebody hits me, I'm going to hurt, but I'm going to be like, it wasn't me. I'm okay. Have you ever been in a wreck? I have. I've been in a pretty bad one. When I was uh, in college, I was driving home with my sister and her now husband uh, for a for a fall, a spring break rather. And there was a motorcycle that cut in front of me. And I looked to my right. We're on the interstate in Atlanta. I looked to my right to make sure that the motorcycle cleared. And as it cleared me, I turned back to my left, and the car in front of me had almost stopped and I was still going 60 and so I hit that car which hit the car in front of it which hit the car in front of it oh my god um two of the four cars including mine ended up being totaled it was uh not fun um I don't advise getting in a car accident the thing I really don't advise is getting in a car accident driving home from spring break because you're probably going to end up hitting people who also go to the same college as you and then you're going to like be in a dining hall and be like, hi, we know each other. Remember that time I wrecked your car? I almost died coming home from WrestleMania 30. We hit the road from New Orleans at about midnight. We we're like, we're going to drive through the night, get home. Uh, it's raining. We're about to Meridian. And we hit some wet patch on the highway and start full on hydroplaning. And uh tow truck showed up. He said, I went, how much is it? And he said, how much is in your pocket? <laughs> And I said, $100? It's $100. What do oh, you know? Oh, no, you you don't even know the half of it. Uh, I was, uh, some of you guys listening might know that in a past life, I used to cover LSU uh, for a website called SEC Country, which went out of business. I knew he was a secret agent. And uh, it's relevant that that company went out of business because it was uh, about two weeks after that, me and my coworker, who was also out of a job because the company went out of business, and a third friend of ours, uh, went to a concert down in New Orleans. Um, we saw Pixies and Weezer. It was a good show, a lot of fun. Um, I drove because, uh, you know, I don't drink and I drive slow, so everybody trusts me to drive. And um, on the way back, you know the spillway? Yeah. Where it's like 22 miles with yeah. no exit and no um, uh, median, for those of you who haven't been on that road. Um, my alternator goes on the spillway. Oh God! And you really can't drive too much without an alternator. 
So the car is just going purely on battery for as, as long as it can. And everything that the battery operates just slowly starts dying. So it's 97 degrees in Louisiana and the AC goes, and then the window power goes, and then power steering goes. It's 11 o'clock at night and the lights start fading and we're just like, oh shit, we gotta make it as far as we can. Cause we can't pull over. And if we go dark, we go dark and people hit us. Like there's nothing we can do. So we finally make it to the end and pull over in a town called Lutcher, Louisiana, which is- Shout uh, out Lutcher, wherever that is. Shout out Lutcher. Um, I believe it's where um, Jarvis Landry is from. I could be wrong. But well, you know, I learned something today. I always do. And let's us. But so we pull over and when I hit the brakes, that means the car's done because there's no ignition anymore. There's sure. no way to accelerate. So we get to a four-way stop with a red light and the car is dead. So we push it over into a median and we call 911. But the problem was we put the car directly on a tri-county line. So we call 911 and they're like, you're not in our jurisdiction. You got to call these people. And so they forward us to a different 911. They're like, you're not in our jurisdiction either. You got to call these people. They forward us back to the first people. And they're like, oh, if that didn't work, call these people. So we end up playing phone tag there, 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 there. And before I get some angry comments, I meant to say parish. I know it's parishes, not counties in Louisiana. Don't. Don't be in the comments. No one's going to do that. No but one's going to do that. So it's, it's about 12 o'clock. It's about midnight. And I had just lost my job a couple of weeks before. My lease on my apartment was up in a week. My company owned my laptop and my phone, which I was having to give back. And my car was now broken. And I was just like, oh, it's cool to know when you're at rock bottom. That's nice. Like, that's cool. And we're waiting there for a tow truck for like two hours. And there was a point to the story, we'll get there. Um, and the tow truck guy shows up and says, all right, you got two options. I can tow you back to Baton Rouge or I can tow your car to a body shop here in town. Um, problem is I only take cash and it's either gonna be 300 bucks for towing in town or 500 bucks for towing in Baton Rouge. My friend Adam, who was with me, tells me this is the only time he's ever believed I was from Georgia. Because I look at him and I say, listen, brother, um, I went full Hulkamaniac, apparently, at 2 a.m. waiting for a tow truck. And listen, brother, who carries 300 bucks in cash? What are we going to do? And he That's says, approach. and he looks at me and says, I'm going to tow you to a gas station. <laughs> You're going to go to an ATM and you're going to take out the cash and pay me. And I have no other option here. There's it's nothing either, you can do. He has you over a barrel, man. It's, it's really like tow truck. If any of you guys are tow truck drivers and you're listening, I don't mean to cast you all as bad people, but like you are really good at extortion when you need to. And that's a, that's a good quality, I guess, if you, if you are a skilled extortionist. Well, what can anybody do about it? What if I'd be like, well, sir, I have like $500 in my wallet. He'd have said $500. They operate with impunity. Yeah. And so he drives us to this gas station and is like, okay, cool. I'll tow it to the nearest body shop. 
And then me and my three friends have to wait until one of our roommates like finds the time to wake up at two in the morning and check their phone and see that we need a ride. So we end up getting back to Baton Rouge at like three in the morning. I'm still a big Weezer fan, but I don't think my other friends would ever want to go to another Weezer concert. With me. I can't name another. Wait, no, that's not Weezer. That's Weedus. I was thinking Teenage Dirtbag. I've seen Weezer play Teenage Dirtbag live, though. Oh, that'd be nice. Everyone kind of fell in love with Weezer's rendition of Toto's Africa. I thought it was a shitty cover. They did a better cover of Rosanna by Toto, which is a really cool cover. But their cover of Africa is literally just them playing Africa. It's just them playing Africa. It's terrible. Yeah. I love that on the Vanderbilt's That Sus podcast, we spent the first 10 minutes talking about getting in car wrecks and Weezer and now Weedus. Yeah. Really on a roll here to start. We don't have to talk about football. We can keep talking about car trouble. I've got 10 more stories about times my car broke down. I feel like if I talk about my, all my car troubles, my dad will have PTSD for what I put him through in high school. So, sorry for all the pain I caused you in high school. Ole Miss Vanderbilt, what's your pick? Like Ole Miss 40 to 17 or something like that, 35 to 17. Is this the second game that Jackson Dart throws multiple touchdown passes? I think that it's going to be more about Jackson Dart throwing for yards than for touchdowns in this one. I think, I mean, what's his season high, like 213 or something like that? Yeah. You think they're going to try to inflate that a little bit to build some confidence? Yeah, I mean, Vanderbilt's given up 299 passing yards a game, and that's including some pretty bad teams that they've played against. So if you adjust for – let's see, I've got them right here. Pass so basically, it. if Jackson Dart doesn't pass for his season high in yardage, that could be concerning. Because Vanderbilt, if they're giving up 299, he needs to have success. Yeah, I mean, if you look at it in their games against um, FBS teams, it's – they're allowing two. 288 yards a game they gave up 343 passing yards in their one fbf or fcs game um and then against alabama they gave it was 30 for 30 or 30 for 43 400 yards four touchdowns no interceptions vanderbilt's defense has given up 13 touchdowns and one pick i mean they are not a good passing defense and they also out of 131 teams rank 131st in pff's pass rush grade so it's a chance to test the receivers. It's a chance to test the offensive line against a team that isn't getting home and isn't doing a good job of covering people. And I think that's pretty much this game is give yourself a chance to put some good pass plays on tape, figure out a way to get more people than just Mingo and Heath involved in the passing game, which is something we've been beating the drum on for the whole season now and figure out a way to make Jackson Dart take two or three reads downfield and not have to immediately notice that the pass rush is beating down his neck and he has to take the hot read or run. I mean, that's, that's the next progression of this offense and Vanderbilt's the kind of team you can test that against. So it's fair to say if the passing game doesn't do it against Vanderbilt, we can fairly question if they'll ever be able to do it. Yeah, no, I'm not going to say they'll never be able to do it, but I will say that if you can't do it this week, then there's, not really time to figure out what's wrong like you're stuck to the script yeah it's it's too late in the season and again Auburn next week is going to be a closer game than this one I would think but it's still especially if they're breaking an interim coach you never know if that's going to happen with Auburn playing Georgia this week but it's still not going to be as much of a whiteboard game as this one should be where it's 
you have the opportunity, especially coming off such an emotional, such a close win last week, to don't treat it like a scrimmage. Go out and win. Go out and use your best players for four quarters if you need to. But I don't know. I, I feel like this is a game that they should really try and put some tread back on um, Zach Evans and uh, Quinchon Judkins' tires to go back to cars. Let, give them a bit of a break. Um, and let the pass the game try and figure some things out. Even if Kari Coleman could play this week, is it advisable really to play him? Maybe. I mean, I saw him in practice on Tuesday. He's there. We'll see how healthy he is, how much explosion he has. And I think that's probably the same for Jalen Robinson, Caleb Warren, some guys who, I mean, if this was the – Jalen needs to get out there, though. Like, he has, he needs to get some time. He's, he yeah. needs some snaps. Yeah. Um, and I'm really actually interested to see um, what happens at center this week because that's, that's fascinating what they're going to end up doing. Do you think Nick Broker starts at center? I think he's going to get reps. I don't know if it's an emergency situation or if it's a um, just in case, like, uh, or if it's something that they're actually planning on doing. But if, if Caleb Warren can't go, I would guess that Broker gets more than half the snaps at center. That's not answering whether or not he starts, Nicholas. I know, and I'm hedging. Stop hedging. You're better than that. Yeah, and I'm too good to know that people are going to be mad at me if I say the wrong thing. <laughs> if and when Auburn comes open, does that in any way have anything to do with Ole Miss? It will always have something to do with Ole Miss, but I don't know if you're talking about the past candidate or the present candidate. Both will be approached. <laughs> we'll see who listens. Well, you know Hugh will listen. He will, of course, listen. He will crawl over glass. That's that's more about will the Auburn people listen. Yeah. You, you think – so you buy some of the Lane Auburn stuff. I buy that they're going to try. I don't necessarily buy – like, look, I'm not trying to beat a drum here. I just think that Auburn is a better job than Ole Miss, but it's not a better job than Ole Miss for Lane Kiffin. Like, realistically. Resources-wise, yes, it's a better job than Ole Miss. They have more money than Ole Miss has. Yeah. As far as competitiveness and winning at a high level in 2022, Auburn is not a better job than Ole Miss. No, and if Blaine Kiffin was still at FAU, if this was 2018 or 2019 and Auburn came calling, of course you take that job. Of course. But the situation here is the one thing Lane has never proved in his career is that he can sustain success for a long time at a program. And if there is a higher aspiration he has than Ole Miss, if it's getting back to the NFL, if it's getting to a top five, top 10 type program, then the one thing he's going to have to prove is that he can win with his own players, that he can build a program, that he can build a culture, that he can sustain success. And resetting the clock to go to one of the more tumultuous athletic departments in the SEC doesn't make very much sense for what he needs for his future now. Does that change if Auburn says, here's nine and a half million dollars? I really don't know. It's hard to turn down that kind of money. But at a certain point, quality of life, if you're making seven and a half in Oxford versus nine and a half in Auburn. And if they offer you nine and a half, Ole Miss will offer you at least eight and a half. Yeah. I mean, just like you don't need more than a million to live in either of these towns. You're still going to have a really good quality of life. 
Yeah, you can have a moat around your house in Oxford with seven and a half million. You know, you have your own court jester for Christ's sake. <laughs> That's pretty much what I do. But um, yes. I don't know. I I think that it's going to be close. And by that, I don't mean, oh, it's going to be a midnight choice. It's going to be up all night. Like, it's just, you're going to have to decide what your priorities are. And if you and your camp decide that Auburn is a job worth spending the rest of your career at, go for it. But if Auburn is just another stepping stone job, or if Auburn is viewed as the same caliber of job as Ole Miss, you're going to win just as much at Ole Miss as you will at Auburn if you're Lane Kiffin. If you are a coach that is not Lane Kiffin, if you're somebody who hasn't been doing this for as long as he has and have the reputation that he does and have the acumen that he does, clearly it's going to be easier to win at Auburn where the facilities are better and the resources are better and there's more money and there's more support and there's a bigger fan base and more national attention. Like clearly that's a better thing. But Lane Kiffin is a built-in national attention machine. So the small scale jump in resources is kind of offset by his own history. So you believe Auburn is going to actually try for him? Yeah, but I also think that try for him could mean they call Jimmy. Like it, it doesn't have to be like a full on woo pitch. Two years ago, after his first year at Ole Miss, he wanted the Auburn job. He is different than he was when he got here. Yeah, take his words at face value. I mean, I think a lot of people... He's giving you no reason not to. That's a really good point. Yeah, old Lane Kiffin, maybe he gave you plenty of reasons not to. But Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss, what he said is what he's done. Yeah, that's not to say that, oh, he's going to fall back on bad patterns. He's more mature than he was in 2009. That's just, he'll be, he'll admit that pretty readily. And... I think the moves he's made in the last couple of years, uh, especially this year, kind of indicate that he sees this as more of a long-term investment than he might have in 2019. But again, predicting silly season is a fool's errand. I don't Sure. I do feel very page sixty when I say this, but there's got to be something to his daughter enrolling at Ole Miss too. Yeah, that's that's another thing that I wasn't saying, but I was thinking. It's... It's, a it's very page 60 TMZ. I get it, and I'm sorry, but it is a thing. It is true. Yeah, and I mean, it's you give credit to Lane for realizing that this is a good fit for him. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not going to be the person who says, oh, this is the perfect fit. This is the perfect match of coaching city this is exactly where lane kiffin could be nothing is perfect but this is, this is as close as it gets for him for what he no, needs no the perfect place for lane kiffin is and has always been usc the problem is they're both too stubborn to get back together it's like that movie the breakup with jennifer aniston and vince vaughn the whole premise of that movie is they become perfect for one another by breaking up and growing and becoming their perfect versions of themselves but then when they become their perfect versions of themselves they remember who they were when they were together and they're like, oh, I don't want to go back there anymore. And even though they know they're perfect for each other, they know it would be toxic to rejoin that union. And that's Lane Kiffin in USC. So it's never going to happen. But that is exactly who's perfect. They, they deserve each other. That is a program that needs Lane Kiffin and a coach that needs a program that I think he could win championships there now. I think that could be 
like a perfect fit. And who knows, maybe Lincoln Riley wins championships there. And who knows, maybe Lincoln finds a way to win championships in Oxford. I'm not ruling anything out. College football is weird and unpredictable. But that's the one place that I will say is a better fit. Lane Kiffin in USC is Jennifer Aniston and Vince Vaughn in the breakup. Yeah, that is something I've been saying for two years. When's the last time you thought about retirement? What about saving for your kid's college? In these crazy economic times, working with a professional is of the utmost importance. And that's where my friend Thomas Chandler comes in. Thomas is a financial planner with Capital Financial Group. And he wants to help you make the right decisions for your financial future. So give him a call today at 662-296-0186. That's 662-296-0186. And tell him that Ben sent you for a no-cost consultation and get started toward financial independence today with Thomas Chandler of Capital Financial Group. Your Ole Miss baseball rebels are national champions. Yes, that really happened. Your eyes did not deceive you. And what better way to celebrate since we all spent way too much money getting to and back home from Omaha than with a new car. Well, the only place to buy a car in Oxford, Mississippi is Allen Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford. From new and used sales to parts and service, Allen Samuels of Oxford aims to provide a truly stellar automotive experience. And what separates Allen Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford from every other dealership is they aim to address each of your needs with the utmost respect, care, and attention to detail. They'll get you in the car you want at a price point that you can afford. Give them a call today, 662-234-8000. Ask for Brian or Mason to tell them talk of champions sent you because now talk of champions actually makes sense Ole Miss baseball won a national championship and they'll get you in your dream car with your Ole Miss Omaha magnet planted right there on the driver's side door they're located at 2201 East University Avenue in Oxford that's 2201 East University Avenue that's just past Kroger contact them today 662-234-8000 that's Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford a proud sponsor of the national champion Talk of Champions podcast. BNA Bank is celebrating 125 years of local banking. For generations, BNA Bank has been a stable fixture in Northeast Mississippi, supporting and investing in our local small businesses, local schools, local community events, local charities, and so much more. At BNA Bank, we believe in our local communities, businesses, and organizations because we are a local business, too. Thank you for choosing to bank local with BNA Bank. The signs of summer are here. Freshly mowed grass, days in the water at the ballpark, and all the rest on the golf course. Well, that's how we do it over here at Oxford and Ole Miss anyway. And PXG Golf Apparel is here to make sure you're locked and loaded for round after round at University Course or Oxford Country Club. PXG has taken its mission to create the most high-quality, high-performance golf clubs in the game to their new line of apparel as well. With PXG Apparel, there's something for everyone. From pants, polos, and sweaters to hats, joggers, and skirts. You'll usually find me with a hat on my head. And PXG has nailed the fitted breathable. And my navy goes with pretty much anything. So don't wait another second. Elevate your style game on and off the course with the PXG Spring Summer 2024 Collection. Head over to pxg.com TOC and use promo code TOC for Talk of Champions at checkout to save 10% on all apparel. That's pxg.com TOC. Code TOC for Talk of Champions to save 10% on apparel. BXG, a proud sponsor of the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. It's concert season, and concert season is all about the boots. 
Already, Oxford and Ole Miss have seen Morgan Wallen lighted up at Vaught-Hemingway Stadium. Ole Miss football star and Talk of Champions podcaster Jared Ivey bemoaned how his boots were lacking. He should have gone with Tecovis, the only stop for the Ole Miss fan and the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings for the spring and summer, including timeless, always-on-trend styles in men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. Stop by your local Tecovis store and have a complimentary drink or two on the house while you shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service, and many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Talk of Champions is also brought to you in part by my bookie. You know football and you pick winners all the time, so why not get paid for them at my bookie? Bet single game spreads, money lines, or parlay multiple together to increase your payouts. Low contest entry fees and over half a million to be won. Make it so you don't have to be a pro gambler to have fun. Getting started is easy. Just visit mybookie.ag, mybookie.ag, and use promo code TOC for Talk of Champions, TOC, on your first deposit to secure a double deposit bonus. That's promo code TOC for Talk of Champions. TOC to get your first deposit matched dollar for dollar all the way up to a thousand bucks. My bookie is a proven sports book that makes it simple to bet and win. So make this your winning season exclusively at my bookie. Vanderbilt this weekend. We both think the passing game, it needs to have a good week. Otherwise there could be deeper problems defensively. I mean, is there anything they need to show at this point? I just want to see a few more defensive linemen get more involved in the rotation. I want to see more than just, who is it, the six guys who normally play, the five guys who normally play, uh, Cedric, Tavius, KD, JJ, Ivy. That's about it, yeah. Jamon Gordon and Isaiah are guys that played a lot Mm -hmm. last year, and I think they played somewhere between 40 and 60 snaps this year. Xavier Harris and Taiwan Malone are guys who started to get more reps early in games, but I think they're still in that 40 to 60 snap count. Are you going to start working that depth then, which is so vital in SEC play to have a pretty constant rotation of defensive linemen, or are you going to kind of rely on the big dogs again? And that's the only position on defense where there hasn't been that kind of steady depth yet. And it's still an improvement over last year to have, two nose tackles instead of one and three defensive ends instead of two. But if you have these extra pieces, and again, I'm like you, I'm probably not banking on Brandon Mack or Damon Clowney breaking out this year, but guys who are a little more proven, like Gordon and Knighton, yeah. where are those guys? Yeah. They're operating on a completely different plane of existence these days. So yeah. when I look at the Vanderbilt game and the old stuff with Ole Miss – Used to always ring true. It's Vanderbilt. They suck, but they always play Ole Miss tough. Those days are gone. I have no real concerns about Ole Miss beating Vanderbilt on Saturday, beating them pretty easily. I'm talking about multiple touchdowns. But all I want to see are, like you said, like certain areas where, like, Jackson Dart against a bad passing defense, Zach Evans getting his feet back under him. This is one of those games when you look at the rest of the schedule. As far as wins and losses, you know what you're going to get. But how they get to that win could play up to – how they finish in the rest of the games that actually matter are consequential. That was a very um, two-wordy way of saying 
Ole Miss is better than Vanderbilt, but they need to do some stuff to prepare themselves for the rest of the way. Let me hit you with a curveball, Ben. Uh-oh. Uh, if Ole, if SEC ends up going to the three nine schedule like we think, does Ole Miss Vanderbilt need to be one of the three? Oh yeah. Yeah. So do you go LSU, State, and Vandy as Ole Miss as three? The only one that would have an argument would be Arkansas. Yeah, it comes down to would the SEC let Ole Miss get State and Vanderbilt? Auburn, for example, who's going to guarantee it's going to play Alabama and Georgia every year. Tough shit. So, so it's like, oh, well, do you give them a softer team? Or it's you look at Tennessee, who's guaranteeing they're going to play Alabama, Florida. Do they get Vanderbilt or Kentucky as their third? You got four rivals. I mean, it's going to be a really fun thing to to watch unfold if they go 3-9. But, I mean, if Ole Miss ends up with a 3-9 where they play LSU, Mississippi State, and Vanderbilt every year, that's uh, that that could have shaken out a lot worse. That's just tough luck for Auburn. Sorry, man, your rivals are Alabama and Georgia. I mean, it's what it is. Yeah, I, I really would feel for them. How could anybody feel for Auburn? What, because they're unpredictable goobers? It's funny at a certain point how so bad you see a are. little bit of yourself in Auburn. Yeah, it's it's funny at a certain point how bad most people, myself included, end up being at anticipating what Auburn is going to do on a year-to-year basis. And I've talked about this on this podcast before, but I sincerely believe that this year notwithstanding, Auburn's win radius tends to be between 3 and 11 every year. Like, I don't know what they're going to do. They're Auburn. Sometimes they're going to win 11. Seven games when you think they're going to win five. Sometimes they're going to five games when you think they're going to win ten. Did you see the tweet the other day that was talking about for the same cost of buying out Jimbo Fisher, you could buy a nuclear reactor? Oh, my God. Think about how much good that money could do. It reminds me of a line from one of the early seasons of the Big Bang Theory where I think it's Sheldon says, you know, for all the money we've spent trying to make a good Hulk movie, we could probably just make a Hulk we could take Jimbo's $95 million buyout and actually make good She-Hulk CGI and no Daredevil asking. not look like a knockoff brand Spider-Man in his return to the MCU. Yeah, nobody's asking, but She-Hulk's fine. I'm enjoying I, it. I'm good with it. I enjoy She-Hulk. I enjoy the show. I, I, I very much enjoy it. I'm going to be honest with you. You mix rom-com elements with my comic book stuff, that is like the Ben Garrett cocktail. Yeah. Which is why Hawkeye was also a heck ton of fun. God, we're nerds. All right, give me a score prediction for Vanderbilt so we can get out of here. Uh, Let me let me look what I wrote. I don't remember. You you say it first. I put in the spirits pick on the Ole Miss Spirit on three. That's the website that I write for that you subscribe right now to for ten dollars for a year. I know it's Vanderbilt, (laughs) but sign up for ten dollars for a year at the Ole Miss Spirit on three. I said. Ole Miss is going to win but not cover only because I think that they're going to beat them handily and Lane Kiffin wants to see some stuff before the rest of the games come. So I think I put 38 to 21 because they're 18-point favorites and I said they weren't going to cover. But it's 17. I'm picking them at 17. I have written in print 34 to 13. So that's, that's barely covering, I guess. Is their freshman quarterback pretty good? Is he any good? Yeah, no, he's he's kind of been a, a target practice back there a little bit. He's taken a lot of hits, but got some talent to him. He's he's got enough talent to make you think. Oh yeah, no, he could he could go somewhere else if he wants to. 
Oh, he's not going to be the next Jay Cutler. No, sir. Ole Miss travels to Vanderbilt Saturday at 3 p.m. Central Time on SEC Network. He's in a hotel room. That's us. Nick Suss. Thanks, man. Hey, what are you working on right now? Are you doing anything special on this Friday? I'm probably going to eat a couple of these bananas. He's and- literally showing me bananas on a camera. Did you take the bananas with you, or did you go buy them once you got to Nashville? No. So I went to eat dinner at Culver's last night. Delicious. And then I felt bad about eating Culver's. So it was next to a Walmart. So I went and bought some bananas for the hotel room so I don't eat fast food every meal while I'm in town. You couldn't even enjoy Culver's. You had to go buy some bananas. Like that's going to make you drop 15 in a day. No. So like, here's my thing. I have the type of frame where I could lose 15 pounds and no one would notice. Same. and the reason I know that is because this year I have lost 15 pounds and no one has noticed. Man, you look uh, like you've lost about 15 pounds, man. You th- thanks, Ben. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I mean, I'm working hard and I'm proud of myself, but. I'm There's not- no reward at the end of that rainbow. No. There's just not. Well, hopefully I will in a couple of months get my wedding pictures and be like, oh, I'm not lardy. I, I run. And what I run to is I put on uh, Spotify's list of the 50 most popular songs in America every day. Uh, to get my pop music fix yeah a lot of Dua Lipa in there probably yeah and so now I know what the kids are listening to and the answer is songs that are good for 30 seconds at a time to put on TikTok and the rest of the songs make no sense yeah we are now entering an era where musicians are completely okay with doing the most basic obvious sampling again possible if I scroll through the charts right now Jack Harlow let me tell you this. The number 10 song in America right now is by David Guetta. It's called I'm Good. And it samples Blue Dabba Dee by Eiffel 65. Just the most obvious sample ever. And it's like, I'm good and I'm feeling alive. Just, no, don't, don't, that's, don't do that. That's, that's, and, that's just ripping it off. Let's see. There's obviously the Jack Harlow song, First Class. There was um, the Lotto song this year that sampled Fantasy by Mariah Carey, which was- How all dare they? Which was already a sample, but yeah, sampled uh, that for oh big Oh my energy. God, we're sampling the samples. There's a song uh, in the top 25 by Doja Cat that is from the Elvis movie. So it samples a ton of Elvis songs, but it's built around the sample of Hound Dog. And I'm like, are we still here? Are we still doing this? Yeah. You keep going. There's one, there are one or two more egregious ones. Oh, if you've been on Twitter in the last month and a half, you've probably heard of Young Gravy, who makes music that I actually do enjoy. But he has a song called Get Money, which samples um, Never Gonna Give You Up by Rick Astley. And I'm like, guys, these are not even like tough samples. How can gravy be young, man? (laughs) And there was another one. Oh, Nicki Minaj has a song right now called Super Freaky Girl, which is just a sample of Super Freak. And again, Super Freak already very famously been sampled. Yes. on you can't touch this and it's like we're, we're reusing samples now this is 2022 music man i firmly believe that country music turned into pop music shitty pop music because of kenny chesney she thinks my tractor's sexy so fancy like is one of these songs you know having fun with your friends drinking man we're gonna kiss in the truck bed stupid shit and i immediately resented it I heard it at a Braves game with my wife and children. They're going crazy. They love it. Emily vibes to it hard. And, of course, we're driving back home, and what do we hear about 16 times? Fancy like, and I'll be damned. Fancy like, 
So I can talk all the noise I want to about these terrible songs, but I'm a sucker too, man. You know what that tells us? We're just getting old. We're becoming our parents who said, oh, Ben, I was listening to Led Zeppelin. How dare you think that the Foo Fighters are good rock? Yeah, I can tell you this, though. You might not know this. There is a Ole Miss Spirit employee who went and saw the Applebee's song guy live. Jake. Yeah. It was Jake. He never told me that, but I mean, it's Jake. <laughs> yeah, I, think, I think Walker Hayes opened for Brooks and Dunn, and he went and saw the both of them. Okay, so here's what happened. We get done recording, and then me and Nick start talking about nonsense. We always do this. And a lot of it we were talking about pop stars. How did we get on Jordan Knight from New Kids on the Block? We're, I just said we need to do a boy bands episode one of these days. Because <laughs> we know all the fans of this podcast want to hear that. Yeah. We got on the topic from there of first dance songs for weddings. And I'm asking him what he and his soon-to-be bride, Becca, are going to dance to for your first dance. And that song is what? It's a song called Up from the movie Sing Street. It is my favorite movie of all time. If any of you guys have ever seen like a picture of me with my office background or Zoom background behind me, there's a poster of Sing Street. You might have noticed. I think it's in my Twitter avatar or whatever. But the reason we're picking that song, and I don't know why you want me to tell like a really sweet, tender story. I'm in a rom-com mood. I told you, you know. So tell me about this. All right, give me the gushy shit. So when we'd been dating for just about a month, we both made playlists for each other. Oh, my God. And she she treated it like a playlist and she put like 60 songs on there and was like, here's what I like. Nick, Nick, she's your Nora. I specifically was like, here are 14 songs. They are in the correct order. Don't you dare put this on shuffle. I have told you a story. And let, let me pull it up. The playlist is Are you going to play that. it? No, I'm not going to. It's, it's a 45-minute long playlist. I'm just pulling it up to tell you what the songs are in the right order. If you guys want to hear exactly how I have wooed my lady. How, how he courted. Yeah. Song number one, uh, You, Me, Dancing by Los Campesinos. That'll probably be the last song we dance to at our wedding. Uh, it is a fantastic song. And the theme of this is let's dance and have fun. Second song, Lacey Lou by The Regrets. If you haven't listened to The Regrets, their first two albums are two of my favorite records of the last five years. They are absolutely fantastic. Third record, not as big of a fan of, but I'm still gonna, I'm still gonna cape for The Regrets. Third song, Let Them Talk by Kesha. If you guys haven't listened to Kesha's 2017, 2018 album, Rainbow, you're missing out. It's It's fire. Let Them Talk featuring the Eagles of Death Metal, who are like the Eagles, but they play death metal. Fourth song, Modern Love, David Bowie. You got to put the classic on there. You got to respect the classics. Yep. Fifth song, Jackie Wilson Said by Dexie's Midnight Runners. They're not just the Come On Eileen band. They have other hits. Jackie Wilson Said, a cover of a, uh, who were just saying it? Van Morrison, I think. It's a, it's a fantastic cover. It is dancey as hell. You guys should listen to it. Then we start getting a little more introspective. Young Enough by Charlie Bliss, the song off of the album titled Young Enough by a band called Charlie Bliss. One of the best songs of 2019. You guys should uh, definitely give it a listen. Sounds like every climactic prom scene moment in every 90s movie. Then you go straight to 13 by Big Star, one of the greatest songs of all time. If you guys grew up in and around Memphis and you don't listen to Big Star, what the heck is wrong with you? Listen to Big Star. Then you go straight into Dance Anthem of the 80s by Regina Spector, which is, man, just such a good song. Regina Spector, the best, absolutely the best. 
Then you get the climactic point of this album or this playlist, Bodies by Car Seat Headrest, Don't You Realize, or Bodies, et cetera, et cetera. It's a, it's a fantastic song. It's um the best song to dance to when you feel like, oh crap, I'm young, but I'm not gonna be young forever. It's very much a clock song. Then my favorite band, The Front Bottoms, coming in with 12 Feet Deep, which is uh, the geekiest punk, punk song you can listen to. And it's absolutely fantastic. Then you hit Up by Sing Street, which is the song we will be dancing our first wedding dance to, which is a tender ballad about, uh, from a movie about, the pitch of the movie, I think you'd enjoy it then, is there's a kid who goes to a new high school. He's not enjoying it. He sees a girl. The girl says she's a model. He says, oh, cool, I'm in a band. Do you want to be in our music video? And she says, sure. And then he's like, oh, crap, I'm not actually in a band. I have to learn how to play music. And it is a uh, origin story for a, a kid who loves playing music. Then your last three songs, Love Keeps Kicking by Martha. Martha got a new album coming out next month. It's probably going to be the best song of the year. They're the best band on earth right now. Nobody's been in their pocket better than Martha. Then you're ending it with a back-to-back -back punch of great bands from Minneapolis. I Will Dare by The Replacements and Killer Parties by The Hold Steady. And that is how I courted my soon-to-be wife. Bravo. Bravo, sir. I thought I had a good deep cut with me and Emily dancing to Tupelo Honey by Van Morrison. No, sir. We're still cliche when it comes to that. Because uh, if you heard that playlist, holy cow. Woo. Yeah. Put some thought into that. I guess uh... you did. My guy's got game. Yes, sus has got game. And I will also say for you guys listening, these are all just banger songs. This isn't like me playing, I love Paul Simon. He's my favorite songwriter ever, but I could have just put like six gushy America songs by Paul Simon of like, look how much I care about you. This is how poetic it is. On our one year anniversary, I made her a second playlist. And the first song on the playlist was Planet Claire by the B-52s and we were dancing to it and she fell and dislocated her kneecap. Well, Friday ended on a <laughs> down note. <laughs> Don't, the Planet Claire, it's just too groovy, you guys. It's dangerous. You, you make your, your girlfriend, fiance, dance to Planet Claire. She's gonna hurt herself. That's the sus as sus gets right there. All it's right. too groovy. I'm gonna let you go now. Bye. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.